this is a spoiler cast, so we, we don't have to worry about spoilers, right? Yeah, we're going to yeah. stop telling you because yeah. <laughs> if, if um, you come this far, the f- you're locked first- in. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, but not a real episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, a spoiler cast of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. It's me, myself, Trip Zero, and I'm here with... Neo Yoshi, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. We are here to talk about the Final Fantasy VII Remake that we both have just very recently finished, and we're going to blow wide open and talk about it. That's so, Absolutely. Uh, Neo, um, I think what we do... Um, talk about what you loved about the game talk about your experience with it essentially i'll do the same for me and then we'll kind of go through the game mm-hmm. maybe beat by beat and uh talk about what was different about it our experience with it as we went uh you know changes from the original things that were done very well and just all you know just straight up opinions about it so uh real quick exclaimer if it isn't already uh blatantly obvious there will be insane amounts of spoilers for the final fantasy 7 remake um and would, even the original game i would sure, say yeah about. that and crisis core as well because because yeah, so we're going to spoil that as well have not played it have any desire to play it uh while i would love you to listen to this episode please come back to it later after you have because it's gonna ruin some shit oh absolutely so uh let's start neil um go ahead and rip in because you played this pretty much when it came out right like, yeah like, and i just won you were like on it yeah yeah and i actually i did the same thing you did i did it i played the whole thing on stream like the whole thing so nice. it, t- it took cool, me like cool. a like a week or so like a week and a half to beat it um mm-hmm. overall I thought the experience of the game was 100% fresh. Like, it, it felt really good, like a really good reimagining of the experience of the first five hours, I guess, of the Final Fantasy game. Because right. that's, yeah. that's what it is, right? Like, it's, it's just the Midgar yeah. section. I finished uh, the Midgar section this morning on my stream, and that was five and a half hours, roughly. Wow. With, uh, with pretty much no extra leveling. It's a little bit of an increased time because I'm voice acting while I play it. Not sure. aggressively, but like, you know, I'm reading everything out loud. So it's not like, you know, you're not reading as quickly as you can just if you're just by yourself silently. So maybe shave like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour off of that, maybe. Th- that it's, version it's, of the wait. game you're playing, you can also like speed up movement. Like you can like speed the game speed I up. Am, I'm, I'm yeah. speeding too, and I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. It's not movement. I'm only keeping my movement sped up during battles i want to have the experience be you know the same but like when you're when you're just in a fight eh, just you know, who, i mean you're just, you don't need to wait for timers yeah no one cares you know yeah. it's 2020 yeah, so. yeah i agree so yeah roughly uh they made a four and a half to five hour experience a 40 something hour experience essentially yeah so how, how do you feel about that how do you feel about them blowing the game up like that uh taking the the midgar section and the, and making it like a full game experience i absolutely love it I love it wholeheartedly. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's 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 no reason why I think they should minimize it to fit more of the whole overall story into the game because they did it so well. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it this wasn't it didn't feel like padding for the sake of padding. And while there were things that were there, I mean, I don't think I know a video game that exists at all that doesn't have some kind of like padding for length, you know, or to yeah. give some players busy work to give them more to do in the game. Um the majority of this game, the vast majority, especially of sequences that they added that were relative to the story, 
or relevant to the story, I should say, yeah, were all done so 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 well and with so much care and love, and and only served to expand the overall story that I had no problem with uh, with anything that they yeah. added into the game. I I do agree as well to almost a certain extent. Um, there are certain sequences that occur that do for me feel like we're just like straight padding. Um, like mm-hmm. there's there there are moments where I understand they changed the way the battle system works is so you don't really have to grind through this game like it's really not necessary the battles are there no matter what they're always balanced they're always they're always winnable i guess you could say no matter yeah, what level I, you are because uh, like you i was committed to playing this on stream yeah um and everywhere that i stopped i wasn't really in a place to like grind out levels or power or level up my materia or whatever mm-hmm. so i was i never did any extra battling right in the game I would I just played it linearly, and what I fought, I fought, and that was about it. I leveled up my weapons as I went. I infused, you know, like the weapon cores with your skills you can select. I did that uh, as I went. Um, not even like in a timely matter. I would like do major catch up sections. Like it'd be like, you know, we get to like another scene, like oh shit, I haven't touched this in like you know hours, and I had like right. sixty points built up, and I would go back. And, like, yeah, eventually what I did was I let I let the game just auto allocate those. So mm-hmm. as I played, it would just, it would just, I didn't have to worry about going into that menu all the time. I just wanted, like, right. I think I was about like halfway or like twenty or thirty hours into the game, and I was like, you know what? Just auto update these, uh, upgrade these these weapons for me. I don't care. I'll just do materia swapping. Like I'm okay with. So that. I have a question about yeah. that because I never touched the auto allocate system. I was like, I'll just go in and, and I might want to jump around whatever I'm feeling in the moment. Um, if you select that, does it? Like as soon as you earn enough points to get a new skill, does it just do that? It for just you? does it. Yeah, it just so, did it. Does it tell you? Does it give you a pop-up like, hey, we bought you a new skill? Or um, like, you go into the menu and you'll see that it did spend points. That's all. That's what, you, that's what you'll see. And then actually... Oh, like you'll see them increasing and then like if you pay attention, it'll decrease? It'll, yeah, exactly. And then when you actually turn that on, you could actually have it choose. Do you want the upgrades to be focused more defensively or offensively? Or do you just want to yeah, balance I've, it? Yeah, I've, I've seen the, the selection where they have like three, I think it's like three options yeah. for it. And I was just like, nah, I'll go in there and kind of do it myself. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but after a while, it got to the point where, because I kept switching weapons, um, and we can talk about the battle system and everything like that. Like I kept switching weapons to get their moves unlocked. When you got 100, mm-hmm. you get proficient with the weapon, right? And then it unlocks, and then I'll switch back to a better weapon that I that I because felt you keep was that better. skill even taking mm-hmm. the weapon off. That's why you want to get proficient with the skill. Exactly. Another yeah. thing I was lazy with while playing. I oh, definitely yeah. did not have all the skills. Um, for I didn't do it for Aerith. I I got them all for Tifa, Barrett, and Cloud. Because they were most of the time in the party, and like I didn't have time to play with all of Aerith's stuff because she like kind of comes in the party and then she leaves for a while and then she comes back at the end. So, you know, it's like right, right, right. Didn't really get that question big for you before we dive into more detailed. Um, at the end of the game, you unlock hard mode. Do you have plans to go back and try to play this game on hard? Because normal, I don't know. It was kind of hard, dude. To be it, honest, it was, and there were like a lot of tough fights, and we're gonna spoil some fights, like um. This is a spoiler cast, so we, we don't have to worry about spoilers, right? Yeah, we're going to stop telling you because yeah. <laughs> if, if um, you've come this far, the f- you're locked in. The first real challenge I ran into was the hell, the hell House in the Coliseum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first big challenge, and I had to do that fight like two or three times until like I really read the assess description, and mm-hmm. what it wanted you to do was you can see the aura around it that like it becomes it uses a specific magic and the game want and they want you to use the opposite magic to stagger it. right um so it took me a little while to like catch on to that um and then the next hard fight that i ran into that was like really like tough was the behemoth type zero fight which oh yeah i watched you do that and i think you did it the first time right yeah, you one shot it yeah 
Yeah. It took the me. Only boss. I died like four or five times to that guy, and then I like turned the oh, game man. off, and then I had to come back <laughs> to it. And then I one shot it the next time I came to it, so yeah. that was fine. Now the the funny thing is, man, um, the only bosses that I've died to were near the end after the elevator. You fight the uh, the four wheeled tank with uh, Barrett and Aerith in yep. thirteen. Yep. I died to him once because I, I I was focusing on the wheels the first time and that was kind of a waste of time it, well, yeah, in my yeah. opinion um, and I just lost all my cover and I'm like well I know I can't you know avoid this this beam or if there was a way I didn't know how to avoid the beam attack like a big center beam attack right. I was like I'm just going to tank it like I'll have Barrett die and then I'll have Aerith revive her well the computer decided to put Aerith directly behind Barrett <laughs> as I was controlling him so everyone just got one shot and it was a game over so I died during that um Oh, I definitely died once during Rufus. That fight was was wild, dude. Um, Rufus, the first in the in the church. Now you're thinking of Reno. Oh, Rufus, uh, like like uh, Vice President Rufus. Vice President yeah. Rufus. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. You're right. Uh, I died during that once. Yeah, that took me um, once. Uh, I died once too. And I think I died once in that tank battle of, that you were talking about. Other, yeah. I'm trying to think about what else I really died to. I died to the. Um, I died to actually. I died once in both motorcycle sequences. Okay. The, the new one and the ending one. I died in the but ending one. Besides that, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I've been good on bosses, even if they take me a little while and things get a little tedious. Like I'll just kind of stick around, survive, and kind of get my footing and come back again. What killed me more than bosses were just not preparing properly for groups of of enemies. Right. And the enemy like makeup for groups. If you're like, missing the wrong materia, yeah, like the wrong materia means that you're gonna struggle throughout the fight, right? The wrong materia or just not dealing with the right enemies efficiently and then all of a sudden it becomes a snowball effect where you're just getting boned, dude. Like um the first time I died in a game ever was actually escaping the reactor. Like there was a group of like grenadiers and shielded enemies like walking the streets. It just obliterated me. I'm like, oh was that before wow. you jump on the train? Yes, before yep. I even jump on the train. Yeah, that, that fight took yeah. me twice too. Yeah, because there, um, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of them. You gotta you gotta get around them. Going into the Shinra building, you know when you uh, when Barrett falls off the truck, and then you have to fight through the garage. Yeah, there were two groups of enemies, and in, in the last two major groups, each group killed me once. Like I got I got I killed I got killed by a group, reloaded, fought that group. One of the next group died, reloaded, fought that group again. I was like, dude, like there was what, what is happening? <laughs> Like, with just the random enemies going into the building. And I thought it was going to be like that nonstop. Obviously, the building section becomes pretty chill comparatively to the rest of the game until you get to the very end when it's just a gauntlet of, of nothing but increasingly difficult bosses. bosses. Yeah. Which, which, which we'll talk about. We'll get to that. But uh, there's... Yeah, yeah, that... that the Shinra, the Shinra building itself was, became like its own section. And then they yeah. introduced like another VR training lab at the end mm-hmm. there. And I was like... Yo, this isn't the time or place to introduce this. Like, we're coming to the end of the game here. Like, this is... I saw that, yeah. and it made me think, like, are we going to hit a point where they want us to, st- like, use the building as, like, a home... Like, am I have to do like, this is a hub? quests yeah. in the Shinra building, like the other, like, slum cities? I started no, to think that, too. But- they didn't do that. Um, I did all the Coliseum fights, like, a- after the fact. And oh, those were... See, I didn't touch any of those. So you should have, you should have, because it gave you extra AP. The, the rewards when you, you did the Tifa, Barrett, um, and Cloud ones. I think there's some manuscripts in there as well. Yep. And the things that give you, like, you know, bumps to your abilities and your... Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah the AP bumps, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used that to upgrade all my weapons, like, to unlock all my weapon skills. So that became increasingly easy. Nice. I also used nice. the uh, the kids, the 
the kids have that mini game, uh, the box mm-hmm. breaking mini game. So I yeah. use I use that to just like just like unlock weapons, just unlock cloud skills and shit. If um, you play that game, do you get like what do you get when you play it again? I only played it once, and I got the uh, highest score, and then I just dipped forever. I think you just get more Moogle medals. No, hmm. no. I don't remember. I don't remember what you got. <laughs> I literally just kept doing it. I was like, okay, let me just unlock these weapons abilities, so I would yeah. equip their abilities, and then I would just use them. Um, oh, because hitting the boxes counts. Yeah, using using the abilities. Using the abilities. Yeah. So that the was way, a good way to that's yeah the way, way you block, increase actually. proficiency is by using that weapon's ability. So that's how that's wow. how you do that. Yeah. Wow, the box game is that's a really smart idea. To, yeah. as a way to kind of burn through your. Your weapon because it's literally an amount of times using it. Right, it's a yeah, it's just a bunch of times. Um, so for combat itself, though, I really liked the changes to combat they made, like um, or just not not just changes, like the combat system that they made for this game, um, mm-hmm. because it is a completely unique and new combat system. It takes the yeah, best, I end up, uh, loving it for sure. I think it takes the best parts of like the Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy fifteen style action combat, and mm-hmm. integrates the classic style RPG menu system like pretty perfectly. And it really does, man. It's a good mix of the both. I got into a really good rhythm of being like, okay, Cloud's got his ATB stuff. Use let's let's cast some fire or cast or use one of his weapon skills. Mm-hmm. And then I go switch to Tifa. Tifa, unload your stuff. Cast bar- barrier on people. Let's okay, let's go. And then I switch to Barrett. And then he's and like and then you get the materials that like boost your ATB gauge like yep. speed. And yep. I would put it on people like I know that have cure and like can like do it like ready up faster. And it became like mm-hmm. a dance like of just jumping between characters. Okay, uh, Cloud stunned now i gotta switch to tifa break you know help her out cast cast some spells and then i would just it would just be a dance of like switching my characters and switching all of these uh and use going through their abilities like pretty right. well yeah exactly. um barrett ended up becoming one of my like big heavy hitters toward the end there for, mm-hmm. for a lot of his abilities became <laughs> his like real great, powerful yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah the the, the combat system was hella fun every time i got into combat i was like looking forward to it it wasn't like a tedious mm-hmm. thing where you're just oh, like oh gotta click sure. through the menus and stuff yeah no what, it, it, what'd you it think made of every boss every encounter something just just so exciting um and it's funny because i remember playing the demo we kind of had similar thoughts during the demo but i was definitely more on the negative side of the battle system in the demo and just because i didn't get it like it mm-hmm. didn't click for me when i was playing the demo and then i realized that, like there were things that i weren't that i wasn't doing correctly and that theme has, con- has continued for me throughout the entire game like I was swapping characters to use their abilities without using my shoulder buttons to swap to the command list of someone else while still controlling mm-hmm. one character. Because whenever you control a character, this is actually one of my very few negative things I have to say about the battle system specifically, is that whenever you swap control of a character directly to actually make them run around and, and attack and do whatever, the game knows that like immediately and you become the target for like everything. Right. You know, it seems that seems a little bit unnatural to me. Yeah, like, yeah. You instantly gain aggro from whatever yeah, whatever is fighting, and you haven't mm-hmm. done anything. You haven't done anything with the character. You've just swapped control to it. But all of a sudden, the AI is like, "Well, you get it's your turn." One hundred percent. So that was a little bit frustrating. And, and I, I found out that I could just swap to, you know, Aerith's menu for a cure while still being Cloud. I was like, "Oh my god, dude! Duh!" Changes everything. Makes yeah. so much sense. And then up until the end of the game. I was, oh my god, dude, I was about to fight like the final boss, and I'm like, in my menus, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my what? god, there has been a quick access shortcut for up to four commands on every character what? that I can assign to everything. No. I, me- I menued the entire game. I didn't use a quick command. Oh, once. no. Dude. I menued the entire game front to back. 
Because by the time I knew about it, I'm like, I'm not going to be in the rhythm to do this. I have to stick to menus or else I'm not going to have a chance. Like I have to re- retrain yeah, myself. You hold L1 and it brings up a quick, a yep. quick menu yep. of yes, shortcuts. Yes, it does. Trip. And I was oh, like, no. at the end. Yeah. I had a great time, dude. I had a great time. But like, if I ever take on hard mode, I know I'm going to have to do quick, uh, quick attacks. Quick, oh, it's it's know, so good going. for like for like Tifa because she has that charge ability, right? That charges mm-hmm. up her her triangle attack, right? Yeah. Um. So you would just quickly use the menu to like boost it up. She uses a gauge and she boosts, and then you can yeah. You don't have to you don't have to stop in menus, and you can keep going, dude. Yeah, I know, man. Like I, especially at the uh, at the Rufus fight, um, every boss fight has the thing that makes it easier. And Rufus specifically, I never did this in the fight. It was a very long and very tedious fight, but uh. When you scan him, when you use assess, it tells you there's one specific skill. Like it uses that warning. One of Cloud's skills will stagger him immediately. And I could never get like a skill to land, probably because I'm taking too much time mm-hmm. to like queue it up. Right? So like right. every time I went to try a skill to see if I could find the one that would do it, I would just get like countered immediately by him. And I was like It was it was his counter skill, right? Was it his counter skill? It was braver. If you use braver, braver. while Rufus is reloading, that's an immediate like stagger. Like oh, I don't think I did that to that. Point. I didn't do it either. I sure. think I just I, I like to chill in Punisher mode, and mm-hmm. um, I like to chill in Punisher mode and wait for the attack. And got really patient, um, and because because yeah. Cloud will counter in that. It was um, a very patient fight, yeah, for sure. Uh, expe- yeah, especially especially with that fight, you had to be mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But like, if I had Braver on a quick uh, quick access swap, I could probably you like d- as I'm running down the fly. It's one of the first skills that's on that menu. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I, if it was in my like brain's wheelhouse as an option, like that probably would have been a oh, much man. easier it's, thing to like make the, happen. They show you that in like the first like ten minutes. I'm, you know, I'm, just I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Clicks. I'm not trying to like no, make you feel I dumb. I know, no, and, and and trust me, like I just I do this with everything. Like I'll just sure. I'll be like, oh yeah, cool, and then it just goes right out of my head because like I'm talking to someone else or I'm on my phone or something, and just like doesn't actually sink in. Yeah. But I'm at the end of the game and I'm like, oh my god, dude, oh my god, I could have been doing this the entire time. Oh man! So, um, no, I just I I menied slow menu through the entire thing. And loved it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, the combat system is great, right? Overall, give it a give it a yeah, nice A plus. Yeah, it's, it's got it felt a, it's, good. It's got a lot of different variables. It keeps it always fresh. Keeps you going. I would love to see the what feels different. It's what great. they do with the new characters for the next game because like Red Thirteen was not play- he was in the game, but he is not playable. Um, not controllable yeah yeah um so i would love to see how like they incorporate these other the rest of the cast uh that, oh yeah that i'm very excited later. man very um, very excited do you want to hop right into like story stuff story beats the only thing i want to touch on really really, really quickly because yeah. it was so 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 well done dude is the music for this mm-hmm. game that's something i want to talk about in, in our story discussion too because okay i feel as though because th- yes the music is the game 100% utilizes its music to its like maximum potential and they re- you know they obviously re- they didn't rescore it but like they've kind of like I, I mean say they remastered did. it yeah i guess they, they rescored it no, yeah they 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 completely rewrote every single song for this game right uh and of course that means rescoring and even multiple songs were were rewritten multiple times in multiple different ways songs mm-hmm. were woven together that weren't together before songs yeah. were and that's actually re- part of the things i want to touch on is i think those implicate heavy the, the way they use music actually is like a, a like a, a subtle fourth wall breaking from the plot 
like the way yeah. the way they cue music up and like if we if we can start talking about it because well, well i mean like hell yes the music is 100 percent perfect and it actually mm-hmm. this game invokes I, I don't know for you probably is true but it invokes a, a lot of nostalgia alone just oh, anytime yeah, dude, just watching the cutscenes and being in a moment where cloud is in tifa's bar and they're talking and having a drink together and then the, mm-hmm. her music plays and then the battle music itself when you're in a fight and that hype it's, it's got that hype building moments that you used to think about yeah of course and yeah. your, your brain like kind of well my my brain brings me back to that that time when i used to fight you know in this game and now it's it feels Dude, like know. a modern experience but i know my go ahead and i was just gonna say like a like a similar experience to that i'm gonna because I love so much the music, and I'm going to actually start with the moment of the music I liked the least. Yeah. When you um, when you fight Genova, yeah. In in the top level of the building and in, in the president's office. Yeah. Um, when it started in in Genova's first form, I didn't like the slow orchestration version. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I see what they're doing. It, it is the Genova theme, but I'm like, I kind of wish it was more like the original. And then as the battle gets more intense and and you know just gets hyped up, then like the tempo picks up and it's the original like and just like fucking kicks in and you're like, dude, like I'm fucking in it now. Yeah, now they, like, they they did like, a slow it, build of it. I know, and I was just like, why did I ever doubt that the music was going to be incredible? Because it's been incredible nonstop, and it just yeah, and it you hit me right. You there, actually too. mentioned this before too. You mentioned that the the way they use they also use music in um in like overworld situations where like they'll play a song and then the battle kicks in and then the music switches to a different version of it like on the yeah, like, like real trans, really nice transition between and it them. doesn't yeah. yeah it doesn't stop or cut or go to a different track like sometimes where you are will become the battle theme in a different way they they'll just twist the track yeah. and add like a battleness to it and then it'll go back out to a calmer become version. more subtle yeah yeah um and it's it's amazingly well done um and there was new tracks as well like there's a track in sector five around that town that like guitar that like little strummy guitar song with the little solo it's the credit song too where the guy like sings over yep. it yep okay um that's like the new entire, main theme of the game that's, that's yes that, yeah. the entirely brand new track it's called hollow it's it's incredible it's amazing i was playing all guitar the other night it's just fun to just chill out and so nice chill mix. Just, it's so good man you know what you know what song really or one of the just, just since we're talking about the music that stood out um i really really loved that's the song that played in the tunnels when you were with Aerith when it was Aerith and cloud mm-hmm. and you came across yeah. like um so first like when you first enter it it plays this like real jamming like I want to say like beat or some kind of like beat uh, tone. Yeah, I and forget they, the track that's that, that it starts with. I think it is just like a like an inversion on the original mm-hmm. uh, collapsed freeway section. Right, and then it, you meet the gang underneath, and then it changes again, and it because it, and, it's so and it's so good. Yeah, that song is the original Wall Market theme, but like done in like a uh, like a, um like a trap rap kind of beat. Yeah, style like that's but awesome. it's what's Wall Market. It's not the new Wall Market what they use for the game now but that's the original wall market theme yeah, well, yeah speaking of wall market wall market walking to different areas the music actually when you were in the chocobo area it had like a western like yep. twang to it but and then it was the same song same song and it tra- and it just transitioned and then you go into like wall market central and it becomes something else mm-hmm. you go to yeah. like the honeybee and it becomes something else that area it just it yeah. changes as you move to different sections of wall market um yeah, very clever great. the way it used the man the other track that i absolutely absolutely loved um was their spin on the bu- 
Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. That version in remake, dude, I was fucking jamming every single time. That was a bop. It was a bop and a half. It was so good. Yeah, I, that's that's a great song. Yeah, and they and every time you hear it, and you and like it's easy to notice because we've listened we both listened to these tracks growing up. Mm-hmm. So every time you hear it, you go, Oh shit, they're playing this song. Yeah. I know. Um and then bring it back to the plot of the game like just just starting out like they do that all the time in this game and they cue music in certain sections to almost make you think about something that's happening um and if you don't can i give you like the first example of that i want to give yeah yeah all right so the opening of the game we'll just start with the opening of the game um they expanded the the opening from the original game it they they give you like a sweeping shot of the of like the people living in midgar right but then it gets to the part where Aerith is, she's the first shot of, of the game, right? Like the original yes. game, that's she is the first shot, and the 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 opening notes play. But in this version of it, they they like sneak in some notes of One Winged Angel. Yes, they they creep it in there. Now, if you want, if you if you want to, I can it's just like a little piano, like the bing, bing, bing. Yeah, and then, yeah. but it's still playing like the opening mission bombing mission song, which is yep. what that song is, right? Yeah. If I may, this leads into: uh, Do we want to go right to? What, where you, yeah. Go where? Go, right that. to the ending, and what that means, because I have a feeling there are threads throughout this entire game, all the way up to the ending, that implicate something. Well, obviously, you you know what it is. I watched your I watched your stream the other yeah. You well, finish it. So let's yeah. instead of uh, diving into the ending deeply, yeah. let's just kind of like say it, and then we can let's use that it. as as knowledge as we kind of paint through the game. Okay, kind of. So the end of the game, uh, you do everything. You fight Rufus. You fight the you fight the monster. You fight the uh, elevator boss who becomes the you. That's the Tiff Aerith the Barrett, Barrett fight, and. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is you're on the highway, and in the normal old game, you're just. I think you just leave Midgar, right? The team just leaves Midgar. You leave. You leave Midgar you in, the ori- in the original the thing. Yes, in the original, you know, uh, you fight that motorcycle boss, which I, which I yep. forgot was actually in the original game. I really did. I thought we just you just you know you fought some fought and some, right. Yeah, and then I totally you forgot he was actually in it. But then he's in it. You stop and you do like a traditional battle after the the. The bike sequence. Yeah. And they stand on the freeway for a little bit, watch the sun come up, and be like, well, I guess. Tifa literally has a line that's like, well, I guess this is the start of our journey. And I'm like, bro, you don't even know. We just played 40 hours of this of journey this, of in, this. in 2020. Yeah. Um, and then they just they climb down like a, like a rope and a hook, and then they're standing outside of gates to Sector 7, which is where you re-enter if you walk back to Midgar after right. you leave. But yeah, after that, they just, you know, they, they fight the boss, they escape on the motorcycle, and they climb on down from the plate yep. and, and then your first walking towards calm go to calm yeah which is a town outside midgar but in yep. this game sephiroth intervenes and and there's a thread throughout the whole game of these whispers of fate who show up yes throughout the entire game not in the original mm-hmm. game no not at all um, what you what they kind of imply as you as you learn more about these things and oops. Uh, then it becomes not an implication in, in a literal sense. Yep. These ghost things, they look like Dementors in Harry Potter if you haven't yeah. played the game. And if you haven't played the game and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but you're, I don't, you, I'm not you messed sorry up. anymore. Um, they look like Dementors and they, their job is to keep the threads of fate 
on track. And what that means without all the fancy, you know, video game language is making sure things happen the way that they were supposed to happen. In the original game, yeah. That sentence alone uh, implies that there are multiple timelines for things. Yep, absolutely. Is cool, but a it's very slippery slope. It's and that's I feel the same way. I'm like, huh? I like this idea because otherwise we're just doing the same thing we did in '96, right? Right. But right. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what I do have a problem with is the the use of a of these this plot device, these whispers mm-hmm. that's so heavy handed in your face. That's literally looking at the camera constantly being like, no, this is how it's supposed to happen. And these characters are supposed to acknowledge it this way. It was a very meta conversation. Like, it's almost like they were like a developer commentary alongside with you. Like, like we know how strong you are tied to this game and we're giving it to you, but also look what's new and look how it's not what we're doing differently. Isn't this wild? Like, so, I mean, I hope it never goes beyond the meta commentary stage. Like I yeah. hope they don't really bring people back that were dead, even though I know that they might in certain ways. Uh, yeah, and it and but we can. The ending seems to imply that, right? It seems to imply that there are there are certain things that I think at the ending, which I think we'll get to in more detail when we kind of get there, right get there. So um, it do imply that we might see some people that traditionally would have died in the story. Correct, and it, maybe it would change the story in general, of what they're going to tell past this game. Right. In general. I do have some hopes so, you know, around that, give or take. But, um, but so, yes, let's... Yeah, the, and the end of that said, let's go back yeah, to And the, the game. game ends with a fight with Sephiroth, right? With, with at a part of the game where you never... You don't touch... You don't see him, right? Like, until later in the game. He becomes an entity yeah. after the Shinra section. The, uh, he's, the he's haunting Cloud in, uh, in Visions just like what happens in the original but also there's a new layer where Sephiroth seems to be talking to Cloud directly like mm-hmm. in a new way and actually appearing around him and for him but in a way that only Cloud can see mm-hmm. yep throughout the entire remake which um, is new so I, th- I believe it's implied that this isn't the present day Sephiroth that was normally existing at the time I I've, I believe there's are there are theories right now that he, he is Pat, he is future Sephiroth from like the Advent Children future mm-hmm. timeline kind of mm-hmm. who is going back to make sure certain events don't play out the same way in the ori- from the original game. Interesting. So I haven't dove too deeply into that theory, but I can see it happening. I will give you a few examples. So mm-hmm. the first time Cloud runs into Sephiroth after the first reactor bombing, uh you run into him in an alleyway. Yes, and, and everything becomes on fire immediately. And Yeah, and he messes with you. Mm-hmm. And what I believe Sephiroth is doing is, is he's trying to make him not meet Aerith. Because in the original game, which you, which you played today... Yeah, yeah. She's standing... Right, the, after, he, yeah. Yeah, right, right after, after you leave the, the, the reactor. reactor, she's there in the alleyway. And she's selling flowers. She's selling yeah. flowers, and, she's, and she ru- runs into you, and she asks if you want to buy a flower. In this game... You walk. You start walking up to her, and you're and Sephiroth, I believe, is trying to stop you from meeting her, 
And what what happens when you when you start to ro- walk to- toward her? The, the whispers show ghosty up. Ghosty ghosts. The ghosty whispers ghosts. show up, right? Yeah. And that's that's example number Avengers. one of, of the ghosts doing Azkaban, the dude. fate, right? They're 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 messing yeah. with fate. And then you end up you know meeting Aerith. The next time, it is interesting because yeah. um, sorry to cut you off. Real no, quick. it's, it's interesting because um, that you bring that up. Yeah, because you would assume, you know, especially someone who had played the game. My assumption was that they were somehow tied to Sephiroth because of how much imagery there was in the original game of the cloaked figures, the other clones right. of Genova, the alien that crashed into Earth and was the 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 you know catalyst for supply of all these cells mm-hmm. that were infused into people for experiments, and all the failed experiments were these clones, and you know, and they would just group towards Sephiroth, but they were all like in cloaks, and they were just you know brain dead and, and all this shit, and I was like, well, cloaks. Maybe this is some kind of like reunion theme, which is probably what you're supposed to actually think. They probably wanted you to go down that road as a intentional misdirection. Yeah, but that all that I I think is like throughout the window because toward the end, Aerith, her character becomes very self aware of what's happening, mm-hmm. um, and she starts talking about things like she she like says like I have no idea what's going to happen, but something really things are different now right like she seems to be at multiple points talking to the, the world which she did i think in the original game a lot right yes she did um yep. but this time I, I think she's i think she knows more about the timeline and what is being let on because she implies she knows what her future is kind of yeah there was a moment very kind of early on in the story where they show a flash of the holy materia yeah, coming out of her hair after she gets stabbed by Sephiroth. Yep, they show you that scene. They show you multiple scenes that are, have yet to occur. Then, multiple. yeah, when you get to the Midgar ho- uh, headquarters and you watch the, uh, the Shimmer uh, headquarters, of super, yeah. super, super cool. Um, like the the museum mm-hmm. and the presentation and like the planetarium and they're zipping around what they think Neo Midgar is going to look like yeah. and everything. Then it like cuts into um, Meteor destroying the city, which is like. Straight out of the original cutscene, like the fire tornadoes and everything, the way the building crumbled is almost like uh, frame for frame from the original FMV video. Mm-hmm. Um, that's redundant. It's full motion video is what FMV stands for. <laughs> but anyway, then they flash in moments like that. And, you're, and I'm sitting there like, dude, this is the end of the game. Yeah. This is the future. We haven't been here yet. Yeah. And then like, I thought of all the things that Cloud had flashed in front of him. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. They're going down some timeline shit, aren't they? They're going down some timeline shit. And it, and it definitely feels like that. Um, and like all these moments where these whispers show up are, are all, all examples of the games try or like of the future Sephiroth trying to make a change, but the whispers step in and make sure it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, like, and like another example is like when Jesse gets injured before the next bombing mission, just to make sure, cause cloud was going to leave, right? He was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm done. You already paid me, blah, 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 or whatever. And then he joined again because Jesse got injured. Exactly. Um, and then speaking of Jesse, uh, I know we're talking about whispers right now, but they added like a whole chapter with her, which we were going to talk which about on the so main cool. show. Yeah, yeah. We'll I there. thought it we'll was cool. There. Yeah, we'll definitely get there. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with the whispers alone because yeah. the end of the game it, they imply that you're fighting against your fate, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you enter this neo this like Midgarverse, which I've which I've aptly called it with my friend, the Midgarverse. I mean, so yeah. You got to this point before I did. Yeah. And like I said, you mentioned that it was like, yeah, I, okay. So specifically what I was referring to was, was what I referred to as uh, Mojo's wild ride. 
Yeah, what is what what is that specifically? It's the moment where where Sephiroth goes to Genova, and it's a famous scene from the original game, right? Like where he's looking up at her, and he goes to reach for her in Mojo's lab, mm-hmm. right? And he takes her. Hojo. Hojo. I keep saying Mojo, don't I? Yeah, that's okay. All that's right. a character from uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Mojo Girls. Jojo. Yeah, Mojo Jojo. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, and that 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 scene instantly gets gets you blue balled because you don't watch that happen, right? You get sep- right. Cloud gets separated from from the team, and then it becomes this like party swapping, gate opening and closing like game. That's until, okay. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm on my stream, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, yo, man, like I'm ready. I'm ready to like do this. Like, like what is? Why are we extending this more? Like, yeah. I've already played the game for like forty hours at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think the, uh, the, yeah. the party swap uh, bridge extension sending power to different areas definitely the longest and most tedious section. Yeah, in the game for sure. So that's like that's that's what I was referring to last week. Yeah. Um, okay. Specifically, got it. But like, got once it, you it. get past that, it, the game gets right back on track. And the, actually, the mm-hmm. game itself does this multiple times. Like, where all of a sudden, like, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm enjoying the fights, I'm enjoying the cutscenes, and then the game's like, nope, now you gotta carry Aerith on these hand, these mechanical hands, for a solid <laughs> 15 minutes. And I'm like, bro, why? Why are we it's, doing this? <laughs> so yes, if there, if we're gonna knock the game on a pacing issue, it's yeah. definitely stuff like that. Um, I walked over the one mechanical hand that is in the original game. It just, it's, uh, it's just backdrop. It's just a backdrop. I'm just like, well, there's there's the one hand, but yeah. now you have to like, you know, bring it over and pick her up and line her up. And you have to do it like in three different entire sections and yep. running through multiple mobs and stuff. And so yeah, it's a little bit. You're just like, okay, this is padding. Yeah, like a section where you go up to the plate from the very first night with Jesse and meet Jesse's family. That's like the great kind of padding. That's that's I would call that expanding. That's that's it's. I it, like that. I like that. It's, yeah, it's padding ex- has a negative connotation. Right. It's that ending is is very very positive. Because like yeah. I enjoyed. I was like, wow, this is something completely new that we haven't seen before, and yeah. it was still just, enjoyable to watch and enjoyable fantastic. to play through. Yeah, yeah. Not even the fact that it focuses on Jesse, which is dope, but like as a world building section, you're walking through a residential district of one of the top plates of Midgar. We never got to see that. Yep. We That's, never got to see anything like that. It, it was a good expansion of the of world and lore of the game that we yep. generally didn't experience before, which I thought exactly. was, I thought was great. That um, felt really good. Um, another section that I really loved that I didn't feel was padding. I just I you know like the uh, wall market stuff where there's like the side quests that you do, and some of those are kind of tedious. But like even like the Johnny, the thing that, the stuff that you did with Johnny in that section, pretty cool, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, and then the the honeybee in scene itself was wild man i love dance sequence i loved it yeah that was great that was incredible i loved incredible. it and then he, and then apparently he's got like more dresses that you can unlock like i didn't even realize that yeah and i think everyone every character between cloud Tifa and Aerith have three dresses each oh that's crazy that can be worn and then there's two primary storylines depending on how you handle sam's coin toss and that kind of drives the way that it goes past that point you know right oh of course um what did you choose for the toy toss i chose tails and it was just you know if you choose either of the head or tails uh you lose the only way to like win sam's is to not play say like don't play yeah and then that'll give you like his quest which is that's i think a fetch like a like you're visiting multiple places with johnny because i was talking to my brother and he's like oh yeah like um i was you know at this store and i was at this store and they, they you know they gave me this rating for something and i'm like dude what are you talking about like i 
Yeah, yeah nothing, I, I, there's I missed, nothing that I did. I missed all of that. Yeah. So it's either one or the other. It's one quest line or the other quest Yeah, line. I might have picked so heads you, or tails. If you do that with, uh, with Sam, you don't get quests from uh, Madam M. You, do, you see her scene. You see the hand massage scene. But, like, she's not the one that directs you to do certain things, which she is oh. if you pick a head or tail on the coin. Yeah, she was it's the like one. an entirely diverging wall market section. Oh, that's, that's, that's so... Maybe I will play that chapter again in hard mode. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, yep. just There's an entire half of that that I just didn't see. just didn't see. see. Yeah. Wild. That's wild. I know. Also, something I didn't know, in the Honeybee Inn, you can, in the original still... Uh, you can peek in the in the keyholes and see what's going on in the rooms, right? Oh, really? You can do that in the remake. Because again, my brother's like, "Yo, Palmer at the Honey Bee Inn chasing one of the girls around." And I'm like, "What, bro? What?" <laughs> I didn't look in any keyhole in any room in the in the Honey Bee Inn, but apparently you can do that. Oh my god, that's insane! Yeah, I didn't do that either. There's dude, there's so much. I bet there's so much shit that that I still don't know. You that's know, cool about the game that's hidden in there. Um. Just just to get this out of the way, another thing that I would I would n- take a knock at for at this game for because overall mm-hmm. again perf- great experience I loved it sure but the characters the main cast are so incredibly detailed like in, in down to like every follicle of hair on their heads right like they're mm-hmm. amazingly amazingly rendered and, and beautiful yeah and then there's moments where like I walk next to an object and then there's just like a texture that's from like Oof. 96, like, you know, the like, texture straight pop, out. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yep, yep, I, yep. I gotta, I gotta just bring that up. I can't, I can't just like not acknowledge no, it's, that. It's, that it's happened. Very fair. Um, I feel like, I mean, I'm a mega fan for sure, but I feel like I always try to be objective. Uh, yeah. so the, the things you're saying are very, very, uh, very accurate. Um, but I feel like I would buy this game again on the PlayStation five just to like, play without shitty textures hey rumor has it's coming to pc that is true so that, that that might be the move that might be the move there we that go happens. solved yeah um but anyway yeah so I, I gotta just point that out uh from that um but yeah so overall and then like just going back to like padding and stuff uh yeah overall like those sections of the game like uh hojo's hojo's lab and um just a few of those just a few of those like 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 even the side missions I didn't mind so much like I liked doing things for people in that world because that's not something that you would have done in the original right like it's not no I don't know yeah um, so like even like doing that like what's that uh, Robin Hood side quest it's not Robin it's not Robin Hood it's like uh, no the yeah. um, she's it's like she's like a mysterious the, the something of the slums like the angel, yeah. angel of the slums angel of the, the slums, slums yeah angel of the slums like all that stuff kind of like adds to the world right it adds it yeah, adds, dude, adds flavor it adds a little bit of flavor I mean, like, you know like the the school teacher that's also a uh, a girl with the honeybee moonlights as a, as a dancer yeah, yeah. Uh, school teacher with like a group of kids in sector five is fantastic and like it just i don't know man any any chance to learn more about the world it's a, it's a plus. It was fantastic. And they did, it's, they did such justice. Yeah. You know, I gave so. you such a fill-in of the world. Like, I, I it's been years since I played Crisis Core, but Crisis Core gave me a similar feeling because you could run around the slums in, at the time, better 3D, you know, than the original game. Mm. Actually look up at the plate above you as you're running around. And I'm like, damn, this feels like a real world. Like, I'm getting more of a painting of what it's like to live down here. And this game gave me that feeling times a million. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I noticed you liked you really like to like just take the environments in, just like look like look. Oh, at, dude. you're like just like look what they did. They made we're in if, Midgar right now. Like you know, if I wasn't streaming, I probably would have finished the game with like sixty hours. Just like I, like I would have poking at everything. Yeah, every single thing, dude. Yeah, I would have done every single thing. 
Um, okay, so let's yeah, let's get back more onto the plot. Mm-hmm. So I know we're jumping around here a little bit, but back to the whispers. There's other moments which I know you caught this one. Uh, Hojo said, "Wait, you're not a soldier," to Cloud, mm-hmm. and then he got pulled away by the whispers because he's not supposed to find out yet, right? Is that that's, yeah, that's, in, that implies in the that, original? Right? Yeah. In the original, he sees his eyes and he goes, uh, "It's like, oh yes, soldier." Or wait, hmm, hold on, I literally just did this today. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you're, you're, I, I gotta rely on you for this. Um, they definitely don't with Hojo imply that Cloud is not actually a soldier. They don't. They, I forget the word exactly, but but they don't they don't really hint with him yet. You have a scene with the president um, right before the Airbuster, which is not where, what happens. That's not the original game either. Because in the original game, you walk into the president's office and he's just got the sword in his back, right? Oh, yes. So, well, I'm talking about uh, Cloud, like, early in the game, like, the Sector 5 reactor. Got it. Like, before the Airbuster fight. And uh, the, him and the President have an exchange where he's like, hey, I'm, like, I'm Cloud. He's like, oh, Cloud. He's like, well, I can't be, you know, expected to remember everyone. You know, there's a lot of people. He's like, but you're clearly a soldier. So, like, they, they don't really tip their hat too right. much early on. Yeah, no, the original, uh, the original death of the President was he walked into his office after escaping from prison. Which also you aren't put into in the remake. In the remake, mm-hmm. you are kind of like taken to Aerith's room, but then you just kind of walk out again after something else happened. In the original game, you try to escape after you you break out uh, Red 13. You fight like the, the weird specimen boss. And you're like, cool, let's just fucking dip. Then you get caught and you get put in prison. And that's when you see the trail of blood, which is actually Sephiroth stealing Genova. You don't know that, but you're just, you, you oh, get out of prison, everyone's dead, you're following the trail of blood, you get up to the president's office, he's dead. And you're like, oh my god, Sephiroth has to be here. Then Palmer shows up and goes, I saw him. I really, like, I legit saw him. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you're talking about the old game or the new game? The old game. is how game. this happened. See, so the, they remix this in the new game. Yeah. You don't actually get, like, put in a prison, but once you kind of get out of Hojo's lab, you see, like, they made it, they made it, like, alien blood yeah all over the uh the headquarters which i thought was kind of cool but um a good friend of mine made a really good point that i that i would agree with after playing through the sequence on the original you do miss a lot of like the creepiness of that impact by being stuck in prison and then realizing that like you're free all of a sudden but you're free because everyone is dead and there's blood across the floor and it's playing yeah it gets really eerie like what the fuck is going on dude you know and then you see the president with a sword in his back um i think they changed it because of how heavy they were leaning into sephiroth early on yeah because because so they definitely are throwing sephiroth at you earlier than the original game ever meant to intend to for sure yeah and my my biggest gripe with the game uh would be the fact that if i didn't play the original i would have no idea still why i should care about sephiroth Right, and that's another Besides problem. What they tell me at the end, they're like, "Oh, it's like the last you know hour," and they're like, "Well, he's bad because this." Right, and but there's uh, no reason for you to stop care him because point. of the future. All this will happen, and then you fight him. I'm just like, well, well, when when that happens, it feels like it's almost not being fair to new players of this of the game 
because new right. players will go in expecting, oh, I'm getting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to play the story that people love to talk about so much after all this time, and now they're getting this kind of like, oh, but it's not going to be happen the way it used to happen because this character is doing something really important, and the veterans like you and I are like, well, this is kind of interesting that they're doing a twist on it, but anyone who's mm-hmm. new to the game is going to be like, okay, and like, right? I mean, they don't. They don't care. There's they just no kind build of up know what's going on. Yeah, right. and then it ends up just being more confusing for a lot of people at the end. Like, for example, like people in your chat were like, "I'm gonna, we're gonna spoil, I'm gonna spoil the ending again." All right, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Um, we're, you know, we're done. We're, we're done. We're done with that. It's your fault. Yeah. If, it's your fault you're, if you somehow have missed every spoiler at this point, and you're still here. So you you fight <laughs> Sephiroth in the Midgarverse, right? Which is just mm-hmm. some kind of like weird alternate dimension or whatever. And you fight. Okay, first of all, the three shadows that you fight, those three bosses that you fight. Oh, the Kingdom Hearts boss battle. You mean that we did? Yeah, at the exactly. Very end. Exactly. Do you know who I think those are? And I think it was implied. It, it was. It's implied that they are his. From Advent Children, the three children of his. Oh, um, because um. the weapons that they're using are similar to the. Because yeah. I, I rewatched, I actually watched Advent Children like a couple days ago. It's funny. I, I went <laughs> in the beginning of it too. I couldn't stay up because I had to sleep. It's, I was like, it's like two and a half really hours of, of yeah. pretty it's boring on Crackle stuff. for free. Oh, really? By the way, yeah, that's cool. That's that's good to know. Actually, sponsor us, Crackle. I don't know. Yeah, we'll sure. we'll do it. Sure. Yeah, it's um, full of ads. So if you have another way to watch it, watch it. But but oh, it is gross. free on Crackle. But uh, I watched it, and there they have they have these like one has a gauntlet weapon, one has uh, uh, I guess uh, like a gun, like a like small gun, like a, gun a gun, sword yeah. kind of thing. A sword, yeah, and then one just uses a sword, and they all had weapons that kind of like were similar to those weapons. So did one of those ghosts really have like the punchy? Yep, one of them. One of them was thing? a punchy. Oh, was a pun- and I was watching your. I was watching you. You fight them again. I was like, huh, that is that's really interesting. I don't know. See, the only problem because it's it's not a bad theory. I like the theory a lot, but yeah. the only problem with it is that the the being is supposed to be fate itself. Got not it. not that Sephiroth would have like an influence in that. He should be separate from that from a storytelling perspective. I think you know. I don't know if if it's right or wrong, but that's the only thing that I would have a hang up with if that's the theory. Right. You yeah. Know? Just a theory. Just a theory I got uh, floating around. Um, it's. I mean, it's, it is interesting, dude. Especially with them using the same kind of weapons. Yeah, and so and at the end, you you taught you beat Sephiroth, right? Your party. It's an epic moment of your party coming together. And, and Look, it's a super fucking cool battle. It's a cool battle, but it's a great battle. My, a lot of fun. But my problem with the battle is is uh, this isn't an earned battle. Like story wise, yes, there is exactly. there is no reason for me to hate Sephiroth right now. That's what I'm saying. As a new player, especially. You don't know his motivations. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. You don't know who he is and the history that Cloud and him have. Technically, even the people in this game, these versions of these characters don't have that knowledge or information. They don't. They have no idea why they should hate them. Hate this guy. Um, it's not It's not until going through... Now, get spoilers for the original game. It's not until you go through what happened to Nibelheim and you go through what happened to Aerith and all these other characters' things and you find out his motivations and what he wants to do and then that final battle is earned, right? In the in the mm-hmm. original game. You, you want to stop Sephiroth. Yeah. Um, but because to, to paint this picture, and we'll we'll heavily spoil the end of the original. Um, like Neo was saying, you learn all these major major beats. You you learn pretty much early on that Sephiroth is not good, and he's yeah. kind of gone rogue, and is you know it's all implied, mad right? at yeah. something, uh, right? And should be dead, but is somehow not. You know all that, and then uh, as you you know progress in the game, he kills Aerith, so you're really upset about that. Obviously, he's he's pretty bad. Uh, then you learn his like his ultimate ultimate plan. Mm-hmm. 
knowing that he is essentially like a test tube baby, just a child of an alien, you know, he, he hates that he has been brought into existence. He hates what humans have done. He, he thinks he deserves everything that his mother, the alien, uh, should have had, which is, you know, you know, domination over this planet and all of its power and energy and everything. And, decides to damage the planet so much so that it's going to gather all of its healing energy to heal the wound literally like a body like a, right? like a blood but, like blood coming in to yeah. to cauterize itself right like like how humans do yeah yeah and he's going to get, he's going to literally put himself physically in the center of this and absorb all his energy and become a god that's that's what he wants to do right for his own and then eventually, eventually. throw a meteor at the planet right yeah. Well, the meteor causes the wound. Then he gets in the wound and Got sucks it. all it up. Got that's, it. That's yeah, the, yeah. Um, and then so that, that's bad on top of bad on top of bad for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and it's only at that point that you actually get into like a battle with him finally, and it's like an epic like four phase battle where you're fighting different versions of him and and you know mutations and mutations yeah. you know representations just of you know his physical form his spirit form all this kind of wild 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 shit um so that's an earned battle yeah you know it is him being like the last fight in this game is like a cool wink but again like we mm-hmm. were saying these characters specifically shouldn't care that much they sh- probably don't want to be near him because they know enough at that point to be like, this guy kind of sounds a little shady. And Cloud knows that he's bad and has been bad and maybe should be dead. So he knows that at least. Yep. For a fact. But the audience, but, but the audience doesn't. The or audience should, doesn't or, or shouldn't if you're a new player at least. All of the, you know, the current future um, spelled out for them. Yeah, so it's almost as if that fight's like, hey guys, you know Sephiroth. Like the people who know Sephiroth, you'll like this. You'll like yeah. this. But everyone I, i've spoken to about this game and it's, it's been all like it's been all like all over like no one no one i don't think i don't think anyone it really jived with anyone old fans because like i the moment yeah. i saw that the moment i saw that i was like oh no purists aren't going to like this right like the the like a lot of the a lot of the things in this game that purists aren't going to like because of the whispers and all the things that have happened that changes the story and all that stuff but and new players i'm like i'm like purists aren't going to like this and new players aren't going to understand why this is important or what's yeah. going on in, in, the, in yeah. the totality of it all. If I had to separate my mm-hmm. criticisms specifically, I, I mind less that you fight him last because as a new player, like if, that's, that's the lens I'm going to be using for this, by the way. Like if I'm putting myself in the new player position. As a new player, like seeing all the shit that, that he has done and, <coughs> and does in the game up to that point, then him attacking you at the end, that would set me up. He's going to be even better. Okay, I'm kind of bought in on this, right? But the my bigger problem is that they don't they don't do the why of the storytelling. Yep. They so don't. yeah, they don't do it. Like you see everyone in Hojo's lab when he actually shows up physically, and you know that he's really there because Tifa reacts to him and Aerith reacts to him. Yep. You see everyone react to him. So I believe, like, th- but I believe they're two different Sephiroths, is what I'm thinking, because of the timeline the whole implications of a, of there being an alternate timeline. I believe mm-hmm. that Sephiroth in, in Hojo's lab is the real original Sephiroth that you're supposed to encounter in that moment. Cause he's right. there. Yeah. Right. Sure. And exactly. then he kills the president and all that stuff happens. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, freaking shooting bear, like stabbing Barrett in the chest. Yeah. I, I was like, no, they're not. Well, 
I I immediately knew that the ghosts were going to fix it somehow. Well, exactly, right? Like keeping the the hand of fate or whatever. It's yeah. and it's and it's nuts to that they did that. And and like and when when that happened, I was like, they're almost. It's almost like the game is like looking at the camera and being like, "This ain't your daddy's Final Fantasy, right? Like this isn't the original right. as you know it because anything could happen right now at this point. So you you won't you won't really know what to expect. And then mm-hmm. when the game ends with Sephiroth, then you 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 and Cloud Cloud and uh. Sephiroth are standing in this, I guess, the plane of of like the edge of the universe or whatever, the edge of the dimension. Oh, at the at the very very end. That looked that looked like where you. No, I mean it definitely was where you fought him at the end of the original game, like just the you versus him Omni Slash battle, yeah, like where yeah. you don't where you don't ever lose, you just attack him. He says uh, they did the same camera angles. Oh, did they really? Yeah, all the same, like the way it's like choo, 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 and they like zoom in on each one, and they're like close and everything. And even the cloud zooming in is you know. The literal original cutscene, yeah, with him zooming in, um, and he says, um, "He says seven seconds till the end. How will you? How how will you choose?" And at first, yeah. I thought, "I'm enough for you, but but something else." Yeah, like, how will you use it or something? And like at that. first, I thought he was uh, he was talking about Aerith saving Aerith mm-hmm. because that's future Sephiroth you're talking to, and he knows what happens, right? Right. Um, right. But the chapter description reads in a world beyond in the world beyond sephiroth shows cloud a vision of the planet seven seconds before its demise having stayed for the course from destiny wait having stayed the from the course destiny set for them they strike out on a path toward an unknown future so all of that implies that the next game will be something not radically different but like we don't know what the story is going to be going forward from here right because Mm anything can happen at this point because the game didn't end the same way this chapter ends in the original story. Right. Um, and not only that, I also have a tweet here pulled up. Um, f- and uh, the director, Nomura, said, we're not drastically changing the story and making it into something completely different than the original. Uh, uh, even though it's a remake, please assume the story will continue as the story always has. Uh, and he, and that, is, that is a thing he said. But... The game, from the time it was announced, actually, I went back and I watched the the announcement trailer for this game mm-hmm. back in 2015. Um, then there's a narrator talking over it, and he says things like, he says things like, things will never be the same. You might not, ex- you know, like, and like he actually is implying directly that we're that you're going to play the story again, but don't expect a beat for beat recreation of what is what you expect of the right. game to be and it right. almost as if like they were trying to tell us all along and then the game specifically throughout the entire the entire game the entire game was is constantly telling you that this isn't happening the way it it, it used to happen right like it's it's always right. doing that um so i think that's really interesting that they chose to do that but i understand why they would do it because why would you want to do the same thing again right like as a well, creator it's a great excuse, yeah, to inject freshness into the story and have veteran players play it and truly have no idea what to expect. Um, they probably could have just stuck with expanding sections, and we all would have just loved it still as long as it's the same exact story. Yeah. Um, but I'm not opposed to the idea of them changing things at my core. Speaking um, of, speaking obviously, of core. I would have a problem. Yeah, I would have a problem if uh, the game that we play, yeah, the timeline that we play, 
the the thing that we control and experience. I will be upset if uh, people like Zach were alive and if Aerith never gets killed. So that's the next part of the ending that we didn't talk about yet. So do you want do you want to describe what happens after yeah. or during yeah. the final moments of the game? Because yeah. and Before then I do that, I'm just going to yeah. finish the last little loop of my thought. Do it. Do I it. would be okay with it if we there's some mechanic or some part of the story where they see that possibility. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be the possibility. Let me, you know I mean? let like, me ask you this before you t- talk yeah. about the next part of the ending. Do you see them not killing Aerith? I don't. I can't. I don't, I don't see them. You, no. you, you think they're not going to kill Aerith? No, I think they're going to kill Aerith. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking, can you see them, can you see them not killing Aerith? Because like, saying, at this no. point, I'm like, the way a lot of this was implied, because I think Aerith knows she has to die at this point, because I think we have a more self-aware Aerith of what's going on. In Even in the original, when she got closer to it, she like knew yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was going to, what she was going to do. She knew, know? yeah, no, in, in the original story, absolutely. But that was like, I want to say like, within a few chapters of it happening, right? Like within yeah. a few moments, like within... It was it was in, 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 in yeah. the game. She in, dips in, from in, the I think dips from the gold saucer. Like I gotta go, I gotta do some shit, and then you have to chase her to the temple yep. of the ancients. Yeah, and like a lot of things were implied, but I believe this Aerith in this remake actually is already aware of what her role is in this whole probably yeah this whole yeah. experience, this whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but do you want to you want to talk about the next part? Yeah, so the so the very 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 end of the game. Uh. They show you a vision of a character named Zack. And Zack is important because Zack is the template for who Cloud thinks he is. Cloud was never a soldier. Cloud was only ever like the lowest level of the, of the Shinra military. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack was the soldier first class. Zack had the big ass buster sword. Zack wore the sleeveless faux turtleneck sweater all the time. Like, <laughs> yep. That was Zack, right? Yeah, and, and um, in that and, case, that means Cloud is, is your unreliable narrator, right? Because he, he exp- you see all those experiences from his point of view first, right? Cloud went through some very, very intense trauma along with Zack, and uh, they were both experimented on by Hojo. And Zach helped them both escape, but Cloud was just kind of like fucked up by it all. And in their escape, Zach ended up dying, and Cloud survived. Cloud was kind of left to die by Shinra soldiers that chased him down, as he was just like kind of like a, a babbling, you know, experimented on husk of a of a person, right? So in all that trauma, and you know, brain damage, and just uh, you know, abuse that he went through. Mm-hmm. He just imprinted essentially all these experiences and memories, and, and for a while really thought that he had done all those things that he experienced along with Zach. Right. So Cloud isn't who he is without going through that moment. And he, um, and he did get Mako poisoned, without, right? Yes, he got yeah. Mako poisoned, um, which is why people still see him and go, "Oh, your eyes!" And his eyes look like soldier eyes because he does have you know Genova cells inside of him. He was experimented by Hojo. He was you know infused with a bunch of Mako, and he's he all was fucked a up. Failed experiment, as far as I remember, right? He was he was like mm-hmm. a failed subject and just became yeah, yeah. a normal a normal. Um, not to go too rabbit holy, but but Hojo had a ton of experiments. He was doing well on a fuck ton of people. He scooped um, Zach and Cloud from the remains of Nibelheim. After oh. they all, after they like killed Sephiroth in the reactor, you know they were just kind of left there. You know, Zach got stabbed, Cloud was stabbed, Tifa was all fucked up too. Uh, Tifa's martial arts teacher saved her from the village, but but you know he didn't give a shit about anyone else. Um, and it was Zach and Cloud who kind of got captured and were experimented on by Hojo. 
But without Zach dying, busting them out of, of the lab, which probably could still happen, but without Zach dying, there's no one for Cloud to like become mm-hmm. and pretend to be. It, because it, Zach sets him on the, it sets him on the path to yeah. the start of the game, right? Like that's, if Zach would yeah. exist, Cloud, you know, even if Cloud thought that he did those things, people were like, no, that was, that was Zach, dude. And you just get in the hospital and we'll, we'll fix you up for a little bit. It'll be fine. You're just, you got a little, little, little planet juice in your brain. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't be the person that he is. So that would change everything. If Zach was alive. Right. But, and at the end of the game, Crisis Core. The characters yeah. are walking. No, at the end of, oh. of this game, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, as the characters are walking away from Midgar, because they, get, they appear outside of the city already and they're just walking away, what we assume is toward the next city, there's a, there's a, a I don't know if it's a vision or like, another timeline overlapping their timeline or somehow, but you see literally yeah. um, Zach carrying cloud arm in arm, walking the opposite direction of the main group of people toward Midgar. Which yeah. Implies, toward Midgar, which implies that he survived the, uh, the ambush that was supposed to have killed him. I mean, it, and Aerith almost kind of like senses that someone is there and kind of looks over a little bit. Yeah. As they walk past them. And it's, I don't know, I don't know what it's directly implying or if it's, you know, if it's implying that it's a vision or if it's maybe the events of, of Zach's fight changed, right? Like it could just be yeah. toward the audience just saying this fight happened differently now because at the end yeah, of, I, at I, the I, end of crisis Core, you, you actually, I watched the original video from crisis Core. It's almost like a shot for shot remake of that, except for the last moments, right? Like right, even the right. lines that he says are the same. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, they like, there's a moment in that scene where, uh, there's like a, there's like a chip bag that like kind of lingers on the screen mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Yeah. That's, is that, that's the avalanche dog that they were talking about, right? That's the avalanche dog, but it's not the same design that you've it's seen not. throughout the entire game. Yeah. And I, I th- that, was that, that a, implies yeah, a yeah. slight different world to me, at least when I see that, are we going to have like a Laguna situation that like kind of takes us between two different you think the next game is gonna have like a like one of those situations where it's like we'll be playing as zach at certain points i don't i don't know are we are we in the right spot to like start predicting what the future game will be i don't know i mean like it's tough playing as i wouldn't hate playing as zach but i really don't want them to lean into like two parallel timelines and then then have them be like which one's better which one is more valid blah 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 blah. like i want them to like acknowledge the fact that you know your choices in life have meaning and you know reverberate through time and create different things and possibilities and stuff like that like that could be a cool thing to explore but i think if they kind of force these characters into the game that weren't there originally just to give people the experience of playing them yeah i don't think that would work out really really well no i don't think so either there's i'm going to uh, tangent for just like a minute. I'm going to keep it as quick as, as I possibly can. I'm ready. But and this is my my favorite book series of all time is The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Okay. Felix is a huge fan of these same book series and Stephen King as well. Uh, I'm going to another spoiler, major spoilers <laughs> for The Dark Tower series. And I'm serious. If anyone here is listening to this and likes to read Stephen King, The Dark Tower ties almost all of King's books together. It, The Stand, Talisman, all these books tie into The Dark Tower story. So there's a heavy implications for all of Stephen King's shit in what I'm about to say. 
But the main story of the Dark Tower is about this like gunslinger who goes through multiple worlds, including multiple versions of Earth and stuff like this. And his mission is to get to the Dark Tower, which is the linchpin of all existence, of all reality. Like every possible version of every possible reality is held together by the Dark Tower and it's crumbling and it's affecting every possible existence across infinity. He gets there at the final end of the final page of the seventh book, walks to the very, very top, opens a door, and that's the end of the story. And the next chapter uh, is the beginning words from the very first Dark Tower novel, implying that it's a loop. That he does all this, he goes on this epic quest, hits the top of the tower, loops back around. And then it just starts again. To a moment in his life. As you read this, you're like, fuck, man. Like, so we're just going to be looping around? Like, that's just kind of what it is? But then they add something. Uh, he has an item with him from his childhood that in the original first book, he makes a big point to lament that he has lost and just is sad that he couldn't get it back because it has so much meaning for his family. In the end of the seventh book, he, you know, they say, like, you know, he straightens his shit up and he grabs, like, this horn. And you're like, oh, shit. So something... He did something previously that changed this path, and now he has this thing. He has this very, very, very important item with him, and maybe this time something else will be different in the story. Maybe something else will be changed or affected or something like that. I get very, very, very big Dark Tower vibes from the way they play this ending out. Yeah, how do you, and now, yeah, connect it back to to this. Like, like, how do you see well, this play out? There's yeah. this, there's so many different variations of of reality and, and possibilities, and they they directly hinted at that by showing you a potato chip bag with the same mascot, but like he's got a different kind of hat on. It's still a green hat. It's still got four stars on the hat, but it's like a five panel hat instead of like an army helmet. Right, you know, like slight things, like they even in the second Dark Tower, they go to New York, but it's like in New York where there's someone else on the five dollar bill. And that's the only change in that world. Right, Weird. you know, like little, little, little things like that. Um, so I hope that ultimately it's kind of maybe an examination of meaning, of choice. You know, like the consequences of your actions, the ripples of time, stuff like that. I don't, don't, don't want them to lean into being like, well. Zach's alive Zach's now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I think would be super, super lame. Yeah. They're already at that road because they're showing you that he's walking away and they're showing you the chip bag. So they're there. It just depends on what they want to do with that. Yeah. I wonder, see, I wonder if the next, in the next version of the, the next game that they make will ultimately show like either it'll uh, show us a world where Zach lives and let the player continue on the path of the original story of the game because mm-hmm. the creators are implying that no you're going to be visiting gold saucer and you're going to be doing all the other beats that are are in the original story yeah but i yeah, wonder yeah. if they are going to like have a kind of like a movie like interspersed throughout the story like an interspersed between chapters or whatever showing you what it's like with zach alive and i don't yeah, even know no, what I- that means that's, yeah, that's my think, guess. You know, on a similar way, I think the best way to do this would be to overlap the worlds. Yeah, you know, and like maybe have some moment ultimately, like where Zach realizes that in this time, like he's died. Yeah, but maybe him and Cloud have a conversation, and he's like, "I wouldn't be the man I am without you," or something. Yeah, you know, like you made this happen, and they have some kind of like meaningful dialogue together. But like then they realize, like, no, we have to like continue on this way because in this world. 
Sephiroth is here. Or or and- does the world that Zack stays alive in does does it push back because he's alive? Like is it could be one of those situations where like things are happening wrong because he's alive and like like another whispers kind of like a whisper situation, right? Yeah, where yeah. like the world is going to now try and overcorrect because like, Zack is alive. Like he's, he's carrying Cloud to, towards Medgar. He slips and falls off the cliff and he dies anyway. And yeah, Cloud's yeah. still there with a sword, some shit. Totally, yeah. like a Final Destination situation, right? You know, right, like, right, right. like oh, yeah. this person's I mean, supposed to die. So that's yeah, definitely a yeah. possibility too. Yeah, it's just really weird. Do you, what do you what do you think of them making that decision to like kind of have this kind of wacky like weird ending? Like, what do you? What it's do you smart. Think? I think yeah. it's smart for them as writers because it gives them it gives them infinity freedom yeah because now that but it's the future can be anything scary though yeah because what are you gonna do like if what, what would you more say chances of fucking up this story by doing something like this than right. giving us the game the story yeah the original story yeah what would you what would you say to people who are like like vehemently against this decision but, or like just I the think, ending itself yeah i mean i think Look, you can think what you want about anything. Sure, you no. Know, you're, be free. Be, be a human. But I think if you are truly a fan of the original and you appreciate what the story conveys and how it's told, I would say have an open mind. Like, I don't, like there's, there's nothing that can be lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's going to destroy your experience of the original game. You know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't have to play the new one. Um, but I know as someone who... who feels like formed partially as to who I am by playing the original. I've only had my experience heightened by playing the remake. So I'm excited for more of that. Even if I have concerns, sure about how that might happen, but like ultimately my experience has only been made better uh, from what they've given us about this world and around this world with the remake. I think I'm pretty much on the same boat as you. I really liked my whole experience with the game. Like uh, overall, like I was, I, I ended the game. And I was like, aside for that last hour, uh, yeah, this was a great time. This was a really great right. time. Um, right. It's kind of a shame that it ended like that, right? But like at the same time, I was smiling the whole the whole game. So like yeah. to me, to me, I think the experience was overall positive. Um, yeah, and I am sure. excited to see where they're going to go with the game because of that. I'm, I'm excited to not really be certain. Because like, right? Exactly. They could they could have just ended it at them walking off into the sunset without the Sephiroth fight, right? They they get to the end of the fight and that that could have been the credits. I've been like, all right, can't wait till we go to calm and do all the other things in the next game, right? Like that right. I know of. And now the game ends and I'm like, huh? Well, now things are going to be a little different and a little weird. And I don't actually it's it's mm-hmm. keeping any everyone on their toes, right? Like, because no yeah. one knows what to think now. Yeah. Um, Overall, I think they, they earned better. my trust with how they gave us this experience. So based on that alone, I'm willing to see where they want to take it next. Yeah. Absolutely. Th- I, th- I think I agree with you there. I do want to see where they take it next. Um, try to see if there's anything else I want to bring up. Yeah. But we pretty much, we pretty much covered this thing to death. Yeah. Um, I hope that I mean, answers personally. the, the who is Zach question. I know some people are asking who is Zach. So, <laughs> oh, that was all taken care of. We got we got very in depth on who Zach was. Cool, cool. Um, there was there was there was many drinks, many FaceTimes, going into detail about about what this all means. 
Yeah, it's cool. And like, I love, I love the idea that for new people, this is going to be a weird experience as well, because the original game was kind of a weird experience at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, if I did have any kind of desire for the next one, I just hope that uh, the new player is catered to a little bit more Mm -hmm. in terms of story completeness. Yes. I I would 100% would like to see that as well. At the very end of this, it just becomes a whole bunch of why should I care about this for new people. For me, it was a fantastic nostalgia trip and a lot of implication for the future. But if you, again, we, like we said many times over this podcast, if you don't have that, that connection, you might not vibe with it beyond just face value, which in terms of meaning wasn't a lot. You right. pretty much were just given what you were given. And they started off so strong. by They took like cutscenes from Calm and were sprinkling them in to kind of give you some backstory and some hints. And as, all, it, all it would have needed was for some character to give just a little bit of exposition, put a bow on it, and give someone context. But we ended without the final little bow of context. And that can kind of make someone disinterested in the ultimate kind of thread. Yeah, absolutely. So I just I want them to pay attention a little bit more to how it might look to a brand new no connection to Final Fantasy's universe player. Yeah, and I think I think new players do need that. Absolutely. Um they need that context because when I was watching I I as I felt <laughs> I felt bad for anyone who's like new to this because they wouldn't get it. They would just wouldn't get it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um what do you think? You got anything any other thoughts that you want to add in? Um no, me I'm 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 good. I think we we did cover we covered this pretty thoroughly. Got everything. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, if you're watching out there, if you were hanging out, if you were, uh, well, not hanging out, because this is a secret recorded show. Secret, um, super secret. This will be on YouTube. This will be on our audio feeds as well. Um, but if you dug this kind of bonus content, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Um, let us know what you liked about it. We can talk about more of the game. If we missed anything that you thought about, please hit us up for sure. Um, and we'll discuss it. And we're probably going to do more of this for other games that come out in the future. Yeah. Whenever they start coming out again, for sure. Video games. Absolutely. Mel. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I guess we'll just sign it off, right? I think so. Sounds yeah. good. Yep, I've been uh, Trip Zero. I've been Neo Ayoshi. Yeah, and we'll see you guys on the podcast the Wednesday nights, Emergent underscore Gamer on Mixer or Twitch. Bye-bye. Later. <laughs>